Well, hey friend, I hope you are having a wonderful day. Do you ever avoid making decisions? Yeah, me too. I think we all have at some point. I used to be a major decision avoider. As a matter of fact, I'm going to share a story on one of the times that is the most memorable to me that I avoided making a decision for so long. But the good news is you don't have to stay a decision avoider, even if that's your tendency. In this episode, I'm going to share three reasons why you are avoiding making decisions and what to do about it. Let's do it. Welcome to Fruition Mindset, where it's all about mindset coaching for Christian entrepreneurs. Hey, I see you trying to get this thing to work for you, but feeling like you're struggling with decisions and stuck in doubt. You're afraid to commit, you feel like you have one foot in and one foot out, and you keep second guessing your every move. When I wanted to start my first business over 10 years ago, I was the same way. It didn't matter how many letters I had behind my name or what my credentials were, I never felt qualified. I'm Kayla Eggenberger, wife, mom, and daughter of the king, and I'm here to tell you that you can transform your mindset, ditch doubt, and take confident action in your business. Your breakthrough is on the other side of letting go of all these fears you have around your business, finally saying yes and stepping into who God has created you to be and where he's calling you to go. If you're ready to develop the mindset you need to take the dreams and goals God has laid on your heart and bring them into fruition, you are in the right place. So fill up your favorite mug, grab your journal, and get ready to take some thoughts captive. So today is part one of five episodes that I am doing on each of the decision-making types. These five decision-making types are ones that I have observed. I'm not saying that they're the only decision-making types there are, but these are the five that I have observed the most often, and I've also been each of these five types at different times in my life. So today we're going to talk about the first one, which is the avoider. And I'm sure this is shocking, but the avoider tends to avoid making decisions. I know, crazy, right? (laughs) I'm sure you weren't expecting that. And they tend to take the path of least resistance. So the time in my life that I remember avoiding a decision the absolute most was whenever I was trying to decide what college to go to. From the time that I was a kid, I wanted to go to college because nobody in my family had ever graduated from college. So I would be the first person in my family to actually graduate um, from university. And I planned to go like my whole life. But I didn't really have a clear picture of where I wanted to go. And because I didn't have anyone else in my family that had ever graduated from college or even really gone to college. So I also didn't have any guidance on how to make that choice, right? How to make that decision. And so I just didn't for the longest time. I had applied to schools, I had been accepted to schools, and I just stuck my head in the sand, continued doing what I was doing, and you know, put those acceptance letters in a drawer and just didn't even think about it. And a big reason that I was avoiding that decision is because number one, I didn't really know how to make that decision. Most of us aren't taught how to make decisions. And so I didn't really know how to make it. But then in addition to that, I felt like there was a lot of research and a lot of things I needed to know to make the decision. I didn't feel like I had enough information. 
but I also felt really overwhelmed by the thought of going out and trying to learn everything I needed to learn in order to make the decision. And so because of that, I just kind of buried my head in the sand and just avoided it, just straight up avoided it. And it wasn't until Texas A&M sent me a little card or a letter, can't remember which it was, but it basically said, if you don't accept your acceptance, then your acceptance is null and void. And they gave me a time frame, <laughs> a time frame. I think it was, it was a little bit of an ultimatum there, right? Like you have to answer or else we're done. And, um, and so I ended up, you know, accepting uh, that acceptance and yeah, went to Texas A&M. And I may have even told the story before on the podcast. It's hard for me to remember everything I've talked about here and other places, but it was such a great example. And it really stuck in my mind as being a time that I remember actively avoiding a decision. And it leads into one of the reasons that the avoider doesn't make decisions. And it's because they will be limiting their options and they kind of have a scarcity mindset. So in that situation, I didn't want to choose because by choosing, by deciding, I am now taking away the options of the other schools. And in this situation, I didn't really know enough about any of the options. And I was overwhelmed by the amount of information I felt like I needed in order to make the right decision. And you've heard me talk about this before in other episodes. I will link some of my other um, decision-making episodes um, in the show notes. I won't go into all that here or else we will be here all day long because I could talk about this forever. But the same thing comes up in our business a lot. So an example is deciding on a niche deciding on a platform to host your website, deciding on what type of offer you're going to propose to your clients or customers. To decide means literally to cut off. So when you make a decision, you are cutting off your other options, which is a necessary thing, right? I can't attend three different universities at a time. I can try to serve three different niches, but that's probably not going to work out that well, at least not starting out. I can't really host my website on three different platforms. That can get really confusing and really bizarre, right? And so it's necessary for us to decide and to cut off those other options. But there's that thought that by choosing one, we are limiting ourselves. We are limiting ourselves. And so if we choose to go all in on a certain niche, we have the thought that, oh my goodness, what if what if there's not enough people in that niche that want what I have to offer? Or what if I, I now can't serve all these other people? And so we end up wanting to serve everyone and in turn end up serving no one. Super interesting, right? Whenever we're constantly looking at different platforms, trying to decide which platform is best and not making a decision there, we end up not choosing any platform or, you know, doing free trials and don't ask me how I know, doing free trials of like five different platforms, but not actually making any of them go live. Totally did that, by the way. We spend time thinking about the options for our offer, right? Is it a, is it, is it coaching? Is it consulting? Is it a course? Is it a product? Is it a membership? Is it this? Is it that? And meanwhile, we're not actually offering anything because 
we feel like once we choose one thing, if we choose to say, you know, do a course, well, what if, what if members, a membership is better? Or what if one-on-one coaching is better or a program is better, or, you know, a physical product is better. So we just don't want to limit ourselves. We're so afraid that if we choose one or if we make a decision and cut off the other options that we will lose out. And what's so interesting about that is that the result is that we stay stuck, we don't make any decisions, and we lose out. In the example of my college decision, if I had never decided to check the box and say, yes, I am attending this university, then I would have continued to not choose wondering which one is better, being afraid of losing out on the experience at each one, and ended up not having the ex- any experience at all because I wouldn't be going to any college. And while this makes sense intellectually, like as I'm saying this, I'm sure you're thinking, well, duh. Um, but it, we stay stuck in this a lot. And we tell ourselves that we're just trying to figure out the best option. Meanwhile, We're just avoiding making the decision. Okay, so the second reason that the avoider doesn't make a decision is because they will have to take action. There's something on the other side of that decision that they will have to do or that they will have to become. And they're pretty sure that that thing is going to be really uncomfortable. And so it's much more appealing to just stay in indecision and just indulge in confusion. For instance, once I decide on a way of eating, like a a eating plan or a workout plan, now I have to take action on that decision. But if I, you know, am still thinking about different ones and, you know, researching different ones and, you know, bouncing back and forth between different plans and trying to figure out which way of eating really works best for me, I don't have to actually get started doing the uncomfortable work of eating that way or working out. Same thing with your business. Once you decide, okay, I'm going to host my website on whatever platform. Well, now you have to actually go and learn how to use that platform. Or once you decide what your offer is, well, now you have to actually go offer it to people and put yourself out there. Once you decide how you're going to market your business, now you have to do the uncomfortable work of actually putting yourself out there and being seen in the world. And there's a lot of discomfort that can come from that. So a lot of times you're not avoiding the decision, you're avoiding what you have to do after you make that decision. What's on the other side of it? And so that is a great question to ask yourself. What is on the other side of this decision that I am avoiding? In a similar vein, I see clients, and I've definitely done this myself, and the reason I know this so well is because I've done it, so no shade on anybody for this, but This is where safe problems come in a lot. This is a characteristic of the avoider, is the safe problem. And a safe problem is a problem that is oftentimes completely unrelated to whatever decision you need to make or the thing that you're trying to create that you keep around kind of as a pet. And you tell yourself that this problem needs to be solved before you can move on and make decisions and 
take action on bigger items. So one that I see very often, and this is one that I had as well, I see it a lot in female Christian entrepreneurs, is feeling like you have to lose 10 pounds before you can start your business. Or you have to have your house completely KonMari organized before you start your business. Now, there's nothing wrong with losing 10 pounds. You, you may feel better. You may feel more confident or you know better in your skin. There's nothing wrong with getting organized. As a matter of fact, I think that having an organized home and really streamlining your life can be very helpful for your business, no matter what stage of business you're in. But the thing about these safe problems, or I also like to call them pet problems, and the way that you know if you have this or not, is that you never actually solve that problem. You never actually lose the 10 pounds because that way you don't actually have to start your business. You don't ever actually organize your whole home and you're not really working toward it. You're kind of dabbling in doing it because you're avoiding the discomfort of what you've told yourself comes after that. It's super interesting, right? Like you totally don't have to lose 10 pounds to start your business. Most likely, unless you are in the health and fitness space and for some reason you really have to, but even then, even then it's unlikely that losing 10 pounds is really gonna make that big of a difference. I just want you to know that if you have done this or if you are currently doing this, you are not alone. Like this is super common, super, super common. If you have a problem, that you haven't solved, that you know how to solve for the most part, but just haven't done it. And you're kind of telling yourself that you have to solve this problem before you can move on to taking action in your business or writing that book or doing whatever that bigger thing God has put on your heart. Then you have to get really honest with yourself and you have to get honest about the discomfort that you're trying to avoid and really dig into that. This is one of those things that can be super helpful to work through with a life coach. And so the third reason why the avoider doesn't make decisions is because they will have to deal with the emotional response of themselves or others. Okay, whenever we make a decision, sometimes that means we have to deal with other people's opinions. And this is similar to the last one in that you're having to deal with what is on the other side of that decision. But instead of it being an action and what you have to do and experience that discomfort, the discomfort comes from dealing with other people's opinions, other people's emotions, with your own thoughts, with your own opinions and your own feelings about yourself. One of the things that I hear so often, and I have for sure experienced myself, is what will people think? right? If I start this business, if I change directions, if I pivot and go do something new, what will people think? What are people going to say? How will my coworkers and my boss feel about me if I quit my job? Sometimes when we make decisions, we have to deal with other people feeling disappointed, other people feeling let down. Some of our decisions may even make people angry. They may make people upset. And of course, this is not your intention, right? This is never our intention is to anger people or disappoint them or make them upset. We want to make sure that we are making powerful, good decisions that are in alignment with our faith. But unfortunately, that's not always the same idea or ideas that the people around us have. And so, yeah, whenever we make a decision, sometimes we have to deal with 
other people's emotional response. And a lot of times we build this up in our heads, right? It's not even really their emotional response. It's it's what we have imagined their response to be. A lot of times we think things are gonna be way worse than they actually are. This is another time where it's really helpful to have an honest conversation with yourself. Ask yourself, how do I think other people are going to respond? And it's probably a specific person, right? Whether it's your mom or, you know, your sister or your coworker or your boss or even a client. It's good to just examine what you are afraid of. What do you think that response is going to be? And what helped me so much with this was just recognizing that it's okay for other people to feel negative emotions. It's okay for other people to feel a little disappointed or to feel angry or to not like something that I'm doing. My job is not to please everyone. My job is to please the Lord. And we also don't have to do that from a place of being standoffish or huffy or defiance. We can do it from a place of having compassion for them, acknowledging their feelings, understanding their feelings, and allowing them to have their feelings without needing to change our decisions and our actions so that they can feel a certain way. You know, sometimes whenever we start to make choices that are better for us, the people around us, sometimes they have a hard time dealing with that change. I've noticed that a lot in my own life whenever it comes to deciding to eat better or deciding to drink less alcohol. You know, the people that I used to eat certain foods with or go have a drink with didn't really like it that much. You know, they felt disappointed. They didn't like that I was changing. And I can understand that. I can have compassion for that feeling. A thought that I had that I didn't even realize was a thought. You know, I didn't realize that it was affecting my decision making was for a long time, I was concerned that if I was successful and made a lot of money that people wouldn't like me. And so sometimes our fears and not wanting to deal with the emotional response of other people sometimes are completely legit. And sometimes they're just things that we have made up in our head. But either way, we have to face those fears. We have to get real with ourselves and we have to allow other people to have their own thoughts, feelings, and actions, but not allow those to make us stray from the narrow path that we are on. These three reasons that we avoid making decisions a lot of times are not conscious. It's not like we're sitting around thinking about all these things and you know actively avoiding a decision. Most of the time, we're just staying stuck, just staying, you know, in indecision, and we don't really know why until we start asking ourselves some of these questions and create awareness around what's really going on. I remember whenever I was a young adult, my stepmom, who has now passed on, she once told me that not making a decision is still making a decision. And now that I look back, especially at that college situation, trying to decide what university to go to, I recognize that that's true. You know, if I just had never decided where to go, then ultimately, I guess I would have decided to not go to college, period, right? In order to go, you have to decide where to go. And then a couple of weeks ago, my pastor in his sermon said something similar, and he added something that I think is really important to note. He said, to not make a choice is a choice. 
because the current will carry you downstream. The lie is that if we don't decide, if we don't do something, that things stay exactly as they are. And it's just not true. Because to not do something is to move downstream. I was just talking with my dad about this when it comes to fitness and maintaining your muscle mass as we get older, right? Choosing not to lift any weight and not use our muscles doesn't mean that we don't gain muscle. It means that we lose muscle because as we age, we just naturally lose muscle. Not only do we have to work out in order to gain muscle, but we have to work out in order to maintain what we have. Every day that we eat poorly, not only are we not getting healthier, but we are becoming less healthy. When we don't make decisions and take action in our business, we lose opportunities. Not everything is going to be the same three, five, or 10 years from now. But we think that it is. We think that by not making a decision, we're just standing still. We're just keeping things as they are. But that is a huge misconception. Most days we don't see the negative effects or the consequences of our indecision or our lack of action. And that's one of the reasons it's so easy to stay stuck. So I want to encourage you that if there's something that you've been avoiding, think about what it will be like if you avoid it for the next three years, for the next five years, for the next 10 years. Where do you end up? Now it may be that you're perfectly happy with where you end up, but at least you are consciously making that decision and not just drifting, right? But it might be that avoiding the decision that you need to make and doing the things that you need to do actually puts you somewhere that you don't really wanna be. And if that's the case, I encourage you to address and confront and work through the things that are holding you back so that you can make that conscious decision and start taking action. Jim Rohn says that you cannot change your destination overnight, but you can change your direction overnight. And it starts when you stop avoiding and you start consciously deciding. If there's a decision that you've been avoiding, but you're ready to make a powerful decision and just aren't quite sure how to go about it, I want to invite you to do an unstuck session with me. During these sessions, you bring one decision that you've been struggling with and you walk away with a powerful decision that you feel great about. Just go to fruitionmindset.com forward slash unstuck to book your session. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will talk next time. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening and for hanging out with me today. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, I would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a review on iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps the podcast grow and reach more people. Thanks again, and we'll talk soon.